It's your boy Blunt Steven. You are now tuned in to the It's a Blunt World Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Sit back and brace yourself. The show has begun. What up, y'all? Been a little hiatus. I mean, I don't know if you want to call it a hiatus, but, you know, took a a week or two break uh, off the podcast game, but we're, we're still here, full force. It's a Blood World podcast. I'm your host, Blood Steven. And uh, let's get into the to the Blood World activities, man. Uh, what's uh, really been going on? A lot of shit going on, man. Um, and... Let's get it cracking, y'all. Man, oh man. Um, I want to apologize this week if I sound like off. Um, like, uh, uh, the beginning of last week, uh, I, for some reason, you know, my kids just got better, uh, and they're all they were all back at daycare because just two of my kids, but my my baby boy, uh, he kept uh, uh, just having you know symptoms of being sick, and everybody's all anal with the whole COVID thing, and um, he finally went back to uh, to daycare. And all of a sudden, the middle of that night, he's going back. I got, uh, I start getting hives, and I'm, I get hives like you know all the time uh, as a kid. Um, but that shit was just irritation. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, that morning after work, uh, like I Q-tip my ear, and all of a sudden I like maybe I like push too far or whatever, and like. I, it's like I, I got like some fluid or ear or earwax uh, back up in my ear, and it just uh, it makes me sound like uh, I'm talking into a seashell right now, <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just a whole bunch of crap, and I just I feel like I'm hella echoing, and I'm trying to get over this. I'm trying to do the earwax drainer like a couple times a day, but almost there. Almost there. Um, so my apologies if I sound out of whack on different segments, but it is what it is. Holy shit, man. Um, I swear, um, Shit just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Uh, we got, you know, Donald Trump kind of beating a little baby about shit, uh, not wanting to hand over office to Sleepy Joe Biden. 
and uh, basically, um, it's believed that um, the U.S. Capitol building riot was all set up by Donald Trump to, you know, just cause riot acts and just just go crazy on the Capitol and uh, just uh, cause a big, you know, scene and everything. Well, meanwhile, four people are dead. One of them's a cop. Uh, and a lot of people arrested and uh, questioned by the FBI. So um, it's just fucking crazy, man. The times we live in right now, it's just plain and simple. You don't know what's going to happen, so you just got to protect yourself. And honestly, it's uh, it's scary. Like, I don't like getting involved in politics because it really ain't my, my area. Um, but shit is definitely going on right now. And uh, you just got to be, be aware. Think before you speak. Uh, have your eyes and ears open and uh, do what you think is best because uh, no one can tell you uh, what's best for you or your family. But all this stuff just going on is uh, is just really, really scary. Like, I've never seen the office of the presidency disgraced so much in my life. Like, it's it's just ridiculous, and they had someone bring in the the flag of the South um, in the White House, and they're saying that um, you know how many people have died uh, and fought for that flag not to be in the White House. That uh, you know kind of puts in perspective of the disrespect that the those people had. On going into the White House. There's speculation that they were really neo Nazis and possibly actors as well, but we'll see how that turns out. We'll see if that actually is the truth and if that comes to light. But just uh, crazy times and just beware out there. So with all this stuff going on with that U.S. Capitol attack, um, you know, Trump's really getting crazy analyzed right now. And they're, you know, they're saying on the news, you want to call it fake news or news, whatever, just, you know, what we know uh, or what is alleged is that there's going to be a tax at every, like, state capital, which is fucking crazy. Like, attacks from Trump supporters, armed attacks. Like, you know, honestly, you know, I was talking to my mother about this whole situation. I've never seen anything like this. I'm 36 years old. I've never, I've never, ever seen anything like this. And it's just like, Trump doesn't care. It's like, oh, uh, you know, you're just twisting my words and everything. But if you really listen to it, 
you know, it's it's like your favorite athlete telling you to eat Wheaties. If you don't like the athlete, you might think twice about it. But if you love the athlete, like if the athlete's like Michael Jordan and he's telling you eat Wheaties, get like me, you're going to fucking, you're going to read into that shit and you're going to eat the fucking Wheaties. So, yeah, it's just, it's a whole fucking crazy situation. And, um, you know, I just heard that uh, Gavin Newsom is calling it a National Guard. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, we're going to try to protect ourselves from that, uh, the alleged uh, armed attacks that will be coming. And they're supposedly, uh, you know, coming on the day of the inauguration. So, and even something, you know, at the inauguration. So, man, I if I'm Joe Biden, I got to be thinking, fuck, man. Like, I finally become president and I got to deal with all this fuck shit. Like, as soon as I walk in the doors and on top of that, Trump's being a little pussy and won't hand over the reins like the, the annual U.S. presidency's uh, tradition. So, you know, it's... It's uh, it's just a fucking crazy situation. It, honestly, it's U.S. history, and I guess you know. Let's let's see what you know actually happens. But it's it's just crazy, and you know, if you try to go out there, I would keep your ass home because nothing good is gonna happen as we see it at the U.S. Capitol already. I definitely do apologize this podcast because the events are like just filled with Trump's fucking trifling ass uh, on, you know, majority of the topics. Uh, But let's jump into this one. Donald Trump has gotten impeached for the second time. At first, I want to say, okay, he got impeached for the second time, but if he's still the president, what the fuck did the first time mean? Like, I mean, as long as I've been alive, Bill Clinton, uh, he got in peace and he was out the fucking office. I mean, that's what I remember. Maybe it was different, but that that's what I remember. So he got in peace the first time. Now he's in peace the second time. I mean, what? Who really fucking cares? What is it like? The fucking the thirteenth, fourteenth today of January. Like fucking uh, Joe Biden's gonna be uh, like inducted in uh, in like a week. So uh, I just don't get this whole shit. Yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, it is cool for the fact that. Uh, I guess, you know, when you become a president, when you become out of office, uh, you know, you get like a like a million dollar uh, like security on you at all times. And I guess basically that's getting revoked uh, and he might actually be prosecuted for uh, some other uh, things. And, uh, you know, I heard that he's very scared of that, but it's like. You know, if you're impeached for a second time, it's like fucking drag his ass out of the fucking White House 
and the Oval Office. Like, I just my opinion on this shit is just like, what the fuck are they waiting for to just take his orange fucking racist ass the fuck out of the White House? It's just ridiculous. This is the Blood World Podcast, intermission break from all the Trump talk, and we would like to say, fuck that motherfucker, that orange motherfucker, whack-ass hotel, getting taken out of Home Alone to motherfucking ass, probably can't fuck his wife right, fucking... Pussy grabbing B.I.H. So, um, you know, with with Trump, you know, heading out of office, um, we got. Mr. Joe Biden rolled in and uh, before he uh, puts his butt down on the seat in the Oval Office, uh, he's already uh, proposed. I'm not sure. I'm not political, so I don't know if he has to get it approved. Um, But he put forth. I'm pretty sure he has to get it approved. He put forth a one point nine trillion dollar stimulus relief plan. To uh, you know, basically get the middle class paid, um, and you know, kind of on their feet a little bit, just giving a little assistance. Um, he's basically uh, gonna shoot for those uh, those two thousand dollar checks, and um, it's proposed that uh, there's a child uh, a child uh, relief credit where. Uh, if you have a child that's one to six years old, you get three hundred dollars monthly. So you will get a monthly check of uh, three hundred dollars per child. Um, and if you have children uh, six years to seventeen, you will get two hundred and fifty dollars per child uh, per month. So uh, that's that's definitely you know great assistance, and it's you know a lot more than Trump did. You know I, I know Trump might have helped a little bit, uh, stressing about like the two thousand that just kind of uh, try to push that forward. Um, so it, it looks like you know uh, at least the two thousand um, you know might punch through, and the. The extra child relief act, you know, for parents, uh, I'll speak for myself as well. That's definitely going to come in handy and help out a lot because those those pampers and wipes, man, they ain't cheap. And if you got younger ones, that formula is like liquid gold and uh, it's expensive. So, uh, you know, Biden already putting his foot down and really trying to uh, help out the American uh, people. And uh, it's definitely already a positive, you know, with him going into office and. You know, with this whole Trump saga, you know, I'm going to definitely pay more attention to politics and and stuff like that to definitely be tuned in. You know, 
Trump was definitely a negative for the American people and uh, and for political office. But I got to also think that he's a positive because he definitely brought people together with all the hate that he, you know, spewed on everybody. And it, it definitely brought people together. So definitely a negative kind of turned it into a positive, you know, in my eyes. But uh, Biden rolling out that one point nine trillion uh, dollar relief uh, stimulus package. Uh, let's see if it gets approved. So this topic I'm going to go over right now and douse you with my opinion. Um, I kind of sent my feelers out already. Uh, I went uh, on Instagram and kind of, you know, DM people about it. And I kind of had like a little uh, a little video previewing that we're going to talk about this on the podcast. And uh, basically, um, if you don't, promote that you are in a relationship on social media, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, just whatever. If you're more of a Facebook person than there, if you're more of an Instagram person than there, are you, are you hiding? Are you hiding your relationship? Sorry, I'm at work in the some kind of incident going on. Uh, but anyway, so if you don't promote your relationship on Instagram or Facebook or your social media, are you hiding your relationship? And I say that some people kind of got caught off guard and some people said that, you know, if you're private, that really doesn't matter to you and your partner, which I understand there's so many ways you can go on this topic. Um, so, uh, so there and, and like, uh, um, you know, sometimes there's jealousy issues with the social media. So you guys just don't have them or you guys just aren't friends on there. Um, which, you know, is obviously another one I understand. Um, uh, but just, you know, I bring it up just, uh, sometimes I got these topics cause, uh, you know, questions or curiosities I had with my own previous relationship, um, I felt like uh kind of social media was the was the downfall of uh my last relationship uh you know with my uh my kid's mother um just uh you know basically you know I was always in the social media just trying to give my blunt opinions and you know having blunt Steven like Facebook pages or Instagrams and stuff like that um and she wasn't a social media person, but then she got into the Snapchat game and all of a sudden she had this big group chat with like uh, like a hundred of her friends, um, you know, that she barely knew or started was to get to know. And then um, I kind of felt like with that, you know, I kind of started to lose touch with her, but I didn't make a big deal about it because it's like who fucking makes a big deal about social media like in their relationships, like, oh, that's breaking us up or whatever. Um, so that that's basically how I was uh, feeling about that. And that's why the question came up, you know, because then, uh, you know, there's always questions like, um, 
she would block me on Snapchat, but then she would say, oh, I don't even use Snapchat. I just use it for the filters, which I know girls do that. But then stuff would pop up on Snapchat because all of a sudden I was unblocked for some reason, probably by mistake. And uh, my curiosities would be definitely uh, uh, righteous, you know. So um, there's just stuff like that. And, you know, I just I really wonder what you guys feel. I, I feel like, you know, honestly, if you're if you're someone that is curious in your relationship and maybe stuff has gotten dull, I think, you know, if you don't promote your um, your relationship, then, you know, social media is kind of like a just temptation in your face. You know, you see a lot of beautiful women on there and then vice versa, you know, females see, you know, hot guys and stuff. And then, you know, they're kind of curious. And then all it takes is one DM of someone being nice uh, to someone saying something that their partner doesn't say to them for, you know, the engine starting to run of, of maybe, you know, things going awry. So that's just, that's just my, uh, opinion. And, and just, if I want to go on the timeline of my relationship, when social media came, we were posting each other, like it was nobody's business. And then, um, and then we had kids and it was all about posting the kids and, you know, she was getting bigger. So she didn't always feel in the right, uh, you know, uh, the right setting to want to put pictures on there. Um, and then we just stopped like posting. So, um, and that kind of like tells you how our relationship ended up being, you know, it's just kind of like, you see it hot in the beginning, hot before we had kids, and then we had kids, kind of died down until poof, it, it just uh, flamed out. So that's just my opinion. I'm sure everybody has their take, but that's just how I, I feel about that. Social media definitely is a gift or a curse. So the topic I'm going to talk about is selfishness. Um, I guess I could talk about it maybe uh, just in uh, relationships, I guess. Um, you know, it doesn't really pay off to be selfish in a relationship. You know, uh, I got in my relationship and as soon as I got with my ex... Um, my mentality was, and maybe because I was looking to start a family in my mindset, that's what I wanted to do. Um, it was like my paycheck that I get now, uh, it's getting split three ways because, uh, um, you know, my ex had uh, a son and from jump that that's what it was. And, um, you know, Without getting too personal, I didn't think that um, my ex did that. And a, a lot of partners, they don't, they're not immediately selfless, you know. Um, it, it's sometimes you, you got to uh, learn how to be that way. But to me, I've been this way from jump. And um, you just, you can't think about yourself. And 
um, towards the end of my relationship, it really uh, could be like seen, you know, how selfish my uh, my ex had gotten. Because and with my own ideas, I kind of think because I was so like, okay, money comes in, it goes to the bills, um, get our priorities uh, paid off. And and then we could think about anything like leisure time. And she was just kind of like felt, I could tell she felt deprived of, you know, being kind of catered to and stuff like that and wanted to just, you know, forcefully uh, just take time for herself and, you know, go party, go hang with her friends and, and stuff like that. And I, I think, you know, when you're selfish like that, you know, nothing's going to work out in the end, you know. And, uh, you know, I think becoming a parent really etched it in stone for me that, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna be selfish. Like, I don't think you, if you're a good parent, I don't think like, like there is many times that you think about yourself, you know, there's always stuff you want to accomplish, but it's like, let me see how I can squeeze it in after I do everything for my kids, you know? And, um, you know, a lot of people around me have definitely been selfish and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to deal with, you know, it's just, it's almost like, you know, you talk about things getting done and then some, the selfish person goes, what about me? What about me? What about me? Or, um, basically, uh, you're talking about doing all this stuff and just getting stuff done and, they're like, you know, that's good, but I'm doing this, <laughs> you know, like, like almost like selfish slash like narcissism and stuff like and it's just being a selfish person never uh, pays off. And I believe, you know, giving and helping out people, uh, which is always my first nature, um, is is definitely the way to go and definitely putting coin in the in the karma bank. And that's just kind of what I got to say about selfishness. Yeah. So, in obvious news, that, uh, <clears throat> that crybaby... James Harden, formerly of the Houston Rockets, uh, got traded in a four-team deal uh, to the Brooklyn Nets, man. Just created another superpower uh, in the NBA. And, you know, I was kind of looking forward to this, but then I kind of, as an NBA fan, got pushed out of shape because, you know, this dude was just doing bullshit to get out of Houston and I get it you feel like uh you know Houston's the problem but honestly I don't feel like Houston was the problem uh, look how many people he's played with in Houston since he um uh, since he signed uh, you know over there he's played with what CP3 Eric Gordon uh you know uh what's his name PJ Tucker uh, uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, he was starting to play with John Wall. Like it's like uh, Russell Westbrook, you know. 
it, it seems like they were trying to do everything. And, and I think Harden is like, uh, this is a big comparison, but he's like Jordan. He's got to realize that he has to really trust in his teammates and, and he can't be scoring 40 a game. You know, he needs to step back and, you know, be like a, a 25, 15 guy, which are still incredible fucking numbers that he is he's gonna put up and just kinda let Durant have that team. Um uh, hopefully Kyrie, you know, gets back. Um and you know, that guy is like turned into like a a drifter looking for more meaning in life all of a sudden instead of being an NBA athlete, which is, is just crazy. Um, and uh, bottom line, you know, it's a good trade, but uh, it's kind of what I'm going to address probably in the next segment is uh, to me, this is pussy shit. You know, Harden tried to get out of Houston. He's going to strip clubs, not wearing a mask during the pandemic. He can't. I I thought I was tripping when I seen him at the first game, and he looked like a fifty year old dad taking the court. Like he fucking got fat out of nowhere because there was no way. Uh, oh, he like gained ten pounds or something. Uh, during the uh, during the what they had like uh, what forty days off or something. Uh, forty fifty days off. He fucking like looked huge in NBA man. You're fucking you're dying out there. Like how much running you're doing, and I I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that uh, a player would go through uh, these kind of measures to get out of town, especially a town that built themselves around you, and you honestly couldn't get it done. There was. There was a year where they should have totally beat the fucking my Warriors. Uh, that that last year with CP three, they should have had us in seven. Um, and what happened? Harden choked in Game Seven. So there's been many uh, you know issues where he has just he's not come through in the clutch, and he honestly needs to do that. And that's the bottom line. I'm sure he's going to get to the playoffs, possibly even the finals with Brooklyn. But he's got to fucking step up or make the right play to get it to Durant or Kyrie cuz uh he he is a clutch he is a clutch player, but he has not lived up to the clutch moments. And um uh, but bottom line, this is a good trade. Finally the drama's over and uh let's see how this NBA season turns out. So what I was alluding to in the the last uh, segment with uh, you know Harden uh, getting traded to Brooklyn is that you know is the NBA just full of crybabies and pussies now? Because it's like as soon as they don't like something that goes on in their team, it's like oh I want to go, I want to leave, I want to get traded, like like everything happens like you know instantly like you know the old school teams like in the the superstars they had to ride shit out to hopefully in five or six years get 
an adequate second player to help them out. Like, like, look who fucking, uh, like, Gary Payton, he had Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp wasn't no fucking Jordan or anything, but he was a decent-ass player that could be, you know, help him and be a duo with Gary Payton. Um, Like, just like, you know, Shaq, like, you know, Anthony Hardaway was, you know, great, but it's like, he got lucky. Like, it wasn't like, oh, let's, let's move these chess pieces to get exactly what I want, you know? Um... Even even Charles Barkley, man. Who the fuck did he play with? Dan Marley and fucking uh, uh, Danny Ainge? Like, when he's with the Suns? Like, uh, who did he play with uh, when he was with the Sixers? Sixers uh, fucking Mo Cheeks? Um, and even towards the end of his career... He finally got to play with superstars, but he played like two, three seasons with the Rockets where he played with Scottie Pippen and and Hakeem Olajuwon. So, you know, it's a new NBA, but we need some of the hard shit coming back because, you know, every player is just becoming, you know, a pussy and just wanting, uh, you know, oh, I need superstars beside me and everything, or I won't go unless he goes. Like... You know, and, you know, everybody talks about my Warriors, but but the Golden State Warriors were a team that drafted drafted Steph Curry, drafted Klay Thompson, uh, drafted Draymond Green, and we made it appealing with our success for Kevin Durant to want to come play with us. Like, so if you wanted to jump ship and do that shit, that was because we were an inbred team. So um, I just hate when Golden State gets flack like that because they weren't the pussified ones, you know. Uh, Kevin Durant, you know, wanted a shortcut out, and we were more than willing to take that. Who would ever deny a player like uh, like Kevin Durant, you know? Um, And... Not LeBron just, you know, kind of carving out his own destiny, which is kind of, you know, halfway backfired on him. But, you know, he does have, you know, four rings now. Um, And, you know, the latest is hearted. Like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's kind of annoying me. And I just, I I miss that old school vibe where I feel like you really, really fucking earned it. That's why when the whole MJ versus LeBron shit, it's like... Like, Jordan earned his shit. Like, how didn't he, like, earn it? Like, he was a ball hog and scored uh, all these points. And then he had to get humbled and he got Scotty. And then he started really doing things. But he had to earn that. He had to really humble himself and be like, okay, I can't score 50 a game. You know, I obviously can do that every night, but I want to win. And... He, you know, they made the right moves. He didn't bitch about it. And, you know, now everybody just bitches. You know, LeBron has bitched everywhere he went, you know. And you even see him in the finals when, you know, people don't do exactly what he does. He's bitching on the court, you know, walking off the court prematurely. Like, it's just this NBA is just, you know, really just bitch made. And it's honestly a shame. Thank you.
So a little sports. Um, the Browns, you know, had that incredible victory last week against the Steelers, who kind of deserved it. You know, talking all that shit before the game. So they win, and uh, everybody, including Undisputed Zone, Skip Bayless, that's my boy, but he was uh, predicting upset. Well, sorry about that, but uh, Browns got smoked, um, and Kansas City's off to that AFC Championship game. Um, shit, who? Oh, against uh, the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills off uh, also won. So it's going to be Chiefs against the Bills, but we know what's going to happen. It's going to be Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. <clears throat> they're they're just a a real dominant force. So, um, and then you know Tom Brady and the Buccaneers um, shocked everyone. Man, they've they've lost. Uh, to the New Orleans Saints twice this year and you know they're a division rival and you know they ended up uh coming out on top and props to Tom Brady man uh you know if next week he becomes victorious which this is gonna be uh a hurdle uh it's gonna be you know Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers against Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers so if he pulls that out that is uh, definitely going to be saying something about Tom Brady just, you know, making it to a Super Bowl in the NFC and all the dominance he had in the AFC with the Patriots. That's going to be something crazy. But, yeah, they, they pulled it out. And, um, you know, this is already a accomplishment for Tom Brady. So um, definitely a successful year for him. And he's looking to, you know, put the cherry on top by punching his ticket to the to the Super Bowl on the NFC side. So uh, great job on that. Congratulations to uh, all the all the winners this weekend. And so uh, AFC Championship will be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the NFC Championship will be the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against uh, the Green Bay Packers, Brady versus uh, Brady versus uh, Rogers and uh, Mahomes versus uh, that dude. Uh, I think it's Jared Allen, but um, I think Mahomes is going to be victorious and just making a prediction. I I think Green Bay is going to going to pull it out. Um, Rodgers has been waiting uh, his turn. Uh, got pounced last year by my Niners. Um, so I definitely think it's going to be uh, discount double-check Super Bowl, man. Uh, Mahomes versus uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, last episode I was talking about um, all the the people going at Eminem and stuff. Uh, well, you know, as I mentioned, you know, kind of Snoop uh, got shot sent at him by Eminem uh, on Eminem's uh, latest drop slash album. 
a deluxe version of Music to be Murdered by. And it's just been uh, kind of circulating around hip hop, you know, and the social media platforms and stuff that uh, everybody's kind of waiting for Snoop's reply. And it's just like, it's sad because they were like part of that aftermath team and stuff. Like, I mean, Snoop wasn't really aftermath, but he was in that collective group where it was like, it was basically like Dre, Eminem, G Unit, Exhibit, Snoop. Like they just all kind of uh, like collaborated back and forth and just, you know, everything kind of just stayed hot. And I just, I hate to see OGs go at each other like this. But, you know, because uh, Snoop threw a little uh, little couple subliminals and stuff. Like, you know, he better not be coming after me or whatever. Um, and then uh, on a, I guess on a hip-hop site, someone posted something. And Snoop, uh, about Eminem, and someone basically, or, or someone... Snoop Dogg basically said, we good. So I'm pretty sure that's the end of the beef because, you know, it's like, what are they going to get out of that? You know, it's just, it, it would be ridiculous. And, and you know, it was kind of, you know, Snoop was kind of butthurt about something because his cousin Daz Dillinger came out and, you know, said that, you know, after Snoop got on Eminem's uh, Marshall Mathers LP on the track, Bitch Please 2, um, you know, Snoop wanted him to return the favor and uh, be featured on on one of his songs, and I guess uh, there was miscommunication, and uh, Snoop kind of took that to heart. So it was, it was just all a big misunderstanding, and uh, it, it was just ridiculous. It's like there's no beef in hip hop, so uh, it's kind of like people were kind of looking for something, but uh, and even though you know. Eminem did say a few words, but he just, uh, uh, he, well, I don't think he was trying to just knock off, uh, you know, Snoop, obviously, because there's no way Eminem could knock off Snoop. But, um, I think Eminem more, more than likely just wanted to address it, you know, since it was being so heavily talked about how Snoop didn't put, uh, you know, Eminem on his top five. And stuff, and which is is bullshit because it's like it's his top five. He don't just gotta put anybody on it just because uh, people feel like you know Eminem's on top. You know that's his top five, who basically influenced him to be a hip hop icon. So you know, there's a whole bunch of shit talking, and you know, it seems like everything's squared away. So <clears throat> that will wrap it up for this week. Um, great episode, really came together. Um, I appreciate all y'all. Uh, I appreciate all y'all uh, reaching out, and giving me your feedback on uh, 
that video I posted on our Instagram this week. Uh, I love getting y'all feedback. There is no right or wrong feedback, and uh, I just love hearing what y'all say. Um, so definitely keep reaching out to me um, at my IG, uh, BluntSteven uh, underscore. And I have uh, basically like my backup page where I post more of like, you know, like the the podcast based stuff um it's uh it's b w p um i think that's what it is it's b w p um on instagram um you can shoot me there um and yeah man um I might also like start like a snap for it's a blow world podcast too. I'm I'm in between. I'm I might do it, but yeah, definitely. So uh, you know, I might do that and uh, just definitely keep fucking with me, man. Um, do me a favor. We're we're still kind of doing this, so uh, go ahead and um, check out all the podcasts uh, and give me feedback or if you have a difference of opinion, shoot that to me. Um, and and yeah, just uh, fuck with me. Thank you for the people that are reaching out to me, telling me that they fuck with the podcast. That that means more than you know. And uh, we're gonna keep rocking, man. Uh, this this episode kind of took a while. Just uh, my kids. I, I've just had so much stuff, you know, appointments, kind of just all like kind of, uh, kind of like curled up on me uh blasted me uh pretty much this weekend at the end of last week so um try to get through that probably this week is going to be much of the same but i'm going to try to start on the next uh, episode um and yeah man uh keep fucking with me it's your host blunt steven it's a blunt world podcast and uh fuck with me man uh we will be back uh next week so um you got anything to say to me holla at your boy man all right peace out like this the new gives a fuck about those so just chill to the next episode